All right, welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place. Oh man, this is going to be a great episode. I want to bring out the other half of this podcast. It really makes it go. Come on, how about a nice welcome for Jim Flanagan. Come on out here, Jim. Pat, I started the Zoom call. What are you doing? I'm just trying to make it bigger, Jim. You're killing it. A big intro. Feels good. I thought I had to stand up or something. I was like, do I have to walk into a different room now? Unmute yourself, Jim. Come on in. <laughs> Turn your camera on, bud. Feels like a Zoom show. You hang back sometimes? I will not. I don't want them to see me. I want to, I want to keep that fourth wall. I don't want them to know what I look like until uh, until I'm announced. It's so funny when you're, when you're on those. You're just sitting there. It's your name. You pop Especially. Out. You're like, hey. It's so <laughs> So tough. I did one recently. It was a uh, great fundraiser, but it was a small crew, mm-hmm. and like one of my college buddies was on it. Oh, really? So it was like, you know, twelve people, <laughs> <laughs> and it's evening. It just felt like we were hanging out, but it was a great night. Man, it just feels like you're doing a family Zoom at that point, but you've got to talk the whole time. Yeah, I might have a, a new upgrade to my uh, my Zoom shows because Sarah got me some AirPods. What? Oh, for the old anniversary. Yeah, for the anniversary. 10 years. Happy anniversary. Or should I say it? She doesn't even listen to the podcast. I'll say happy anniversary, Sarah. Come yeah, on. That's 10 great. years. Did you get her some aluminum? She'll be like, did you give me a card? Like, you didn't listen to episode 55? <laughs> you didn't hear shot you on the Lance Briggs? On the Otis Wilson or Oral Hershiser episode? <laughs> it was Dikembe. Oh, yeah. Waving the finger. Yeah, 10 years. Got married November 6, 2010. And it was a nice little, we went back to um, Hub 51 where we had our rehearsal. We had lunch down there. Nice. It's always a great spot. I mean, it's one of our favorite places. I go back, I maintain, man, that was one of my favorite weddings ever. You guys did one of my favorite things. You didn't have a head table. Oh, like, right. I thought that was really cool. I'd never been to a, uh, a wedding that had done that. Like every, you guys were just kind of in the middle of it all, which I thought was cool. The he- I like the, the, <laughs> the old head tables, right? They're <laughs> just up there. Everyone's yeah. elevated. <laughs> just very game of thrones-esque no it was nice it worked out we sat with our with our folks and our family and but it was great we had all our the people that stood up for us right next to us we were right there and it was a fun night and boom 10 years later so she got you uh she got you some airpods yeah got some airpods step into the next step into the future there you go always wired up on these i heard that these were great for sound these um wired ones so i just but i could i just turned this whole thing i'm like just don't spend any money like i didn't want to do big gifts this year you know yeah. because there's pressure on it right it's like 10 years because you know we were going to maybe do something go away sure before things changed what changed <laughs> <laughs> is there someone so, who like doesn't know somewhere so yeah cast away <laughs> There was someone that actually, there was someone like a castaway dude that was sailing. Really? Maybe if I like, got back t- in like June or something, July, came back oh, to man. a totally different world, hadn't heard about the pandemic. Oh, ma- can you imagine coming back and like everyone's got the masks on and <laughs> like, what is, what happened? When you're coming in, I just be like, turn around, go back <laughs> out there. Have you realized the benefit of the mask in the cold weather yet? feel like people are just going to not have a problem wearing them this winter. <laughs> we went out to dinner. I had something funny happen at dinner. Out to dinner and the, our waiter had like, I mean, this guy was probably too much, even pre-COVID, 
you'd be like, tone it down a little bit, like, or back up. Like he was just <laughs> in our grills, yeah. just great server. I mean, he was, but it was like, dude, you're too good right now. Like you don't need to be just too involved. Right. But he had um, like a obvious scent to him and uh, Sarah and her sister were there and they were like, Oh, you know, they always compliment and dig. It was almost like they had to say something. It was so obvious. <laughs> he wants oh my gosh. To, he wants people to notice, right? Of course That's he why does. he's wearing it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so they're like, you smell so good. Sorry to even, I know it sounds weird, but what are you wearing? Dude, this guy left, came back with the cologne. No. I put it on the table. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm wearing. Got this. <laughs> that, uh, like, what is happening? Are you kidding me? Like, what do you brush your teeth with? Comes back. Hey, this, you ever see this? Crest, Crest Glacier Mint. This is what I, yeah, this is what I use. I use the the Glacier Mint. Anyway, I'll leave it here for a minute if you guys want to take a picture of it. (laughs) I'll be, any, it's like his travel kit was at the bus station. (laughs) Why the hell is his cologne? And by the way, he came, you're supposed to put the mask on when they come to the table. Yeah. But it's impossible to do it every time. Especially at a nice place where they are at your table constantly. And you're like, yeah. slow down. Right. Then that was this dude, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to say, um, he had the perfect amount of cologne if everyone had their mask on. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is nice. This is subtle. Like, he's got this dialed in perfectly. He came back and I had my mask off and I was like, oh, now I get it. Like, this is way too much. But he brought, like, the cologne to our table like right as the appetizers came, he was like, go he said, spray it. Hey, go ahead. No. Take a squirt. Spray it. Like you just put food here and now you want me to start spraying your cologne? Lunatic. What is going on? But it was insane. Plus he just proved basically the conversation was, hey, do you put on your cologne at work? Because it's really strong. <laughs> He's like, do I? I'll go get it. <laughs> I'll go get it. That's insane. So crazy. Removing any shadow of a doubt that this dude <laughs> colognes up in the back of Hub. Was this at Hub? No, this is a different spot. I was going to say, uh, what Portillo's are you dining at? We went to a sushi place out in the Burbs. Okay. It was great. I mean, great spot. Yeah. I, I don't want to out the guy now because everyone would know exactly. There. Okay. I mean, I've already said enough to put this puzzle together. This is a an easy one. <laughs> I mean, if they've been there, they've smelled the guy. It's not like you're giving anything away. And it's not like he smells bad either, right? No, no, you're right. Yeah, he smells good. It's uh, You know the guy. Oh, oh, Stinky Mike. <laughs> Thanks for um, making me realize I could just say it. We can get rid of the name of the place. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's great, man. So what did you get, uh, Sarah? I got Sarah a necklace. Ten year is diamond. So there's a diamond in there and... It's nice. So it's an S, which is her first initial. Huh. And I don't, I don't know if everyone knows that, but she needs to remind everyone. Okay. That's good. S is the one that like, it's like yep. okay, a little good. snake. But yeah. Very, um, I think she was happy. That's just, I, I, I am, I feel pressure when it's time to give gifts because she's really good at it. Like super yeah. thoughtful. I think I'm thoughtful, but that I don't think until too late. Like, I'll think, I'll be like, I'll come up with something super thoughtful. And they'll be like, man, we can't, you can't have that for three weeks. Like, <laughs> we have to make that. Right. We don't have your ideas on our shelves. <laughs> like, you can't have that right away. So then I have to back, back off. And I'm always, I, I should uh, get on it sooner. I'm a procrastinator. 
Like, hey, I was going to build you a canoe, but then I forgot your birthday was last week. <laughs> like, 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 I never think of things. No, I am always on the way to where I'm going. Uh, you know, I, I want to be a better gift giver, but. I've had my antenna up for this uh-huh. because there's an art to it, right? And it's, uh, you, you can't really get it done if you don't do it well in advance. Sure. And really sit down and think about it. You got to execute it. But you can always do this, I picked up. Um, Gift cards. Cards. Just kidding. Hand make a card. Oh. Very nice touch. Okay. That's something I picked up from uh, Aaron, Sarah's sister. She'll like take a picture, like a photograph, maybe put that into it. But always a handmade card. It's a nice wow. touch. It's old school. You know, I'm always having like my kids make cards for, yeah. for everyone in our family. Those are the ones that get the most love, right? So like, do you just grab some safety scissors and some construction paper, <laughs> crayons? How do you, how do you go about the card making process? So even that I was, um, I should have been more ahead of. I okay. just, just grabbed some copy paper, <laughs> fold it up, grabbed uh, Josephine's markers and made a card. I love it. Did you put like a picture on there too? No, I drew a heart. (laughs) (laughs) I did, man. Did she ever ask you which one of the kids made it? And you're like, no, I did. (laughs) This one's from me. You know, I saw, um, I did a podcast with Johnny Beaner. Oh, very cool. I love that guy. Last week, Johnny Beaner and Andrew Slater. It was fun. Um, Johnny Beaner, the first time I met him, he was was making a card for his wife at Walter Payton Roundhouse. (laughs) And I was kind of like, really, dude? Like, come on. But <laughs> it worked. It's a good move, dude. <laughs> well, make, I'm glad you can make up for make up for a lot of other deficiencies. Absolutely. It's a it's a strong move. It shows that you put some time and effort into it. I'm glad that you went with the diamond with it, though. I feel like if you just made her a card, she may not be as complimentary oh, yeah. about it. For sure. I had I did have some leeway there. Yeah. She's like, I got you AirPods. And you're like, I made you a card. But (laughs) I I sprayed the waiter's cologne on it. So (laughs) you'll always remember it. Just enough. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm not a great gift giver at all. I I think like throughout the year, I'm always like trying to think of things. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. You know what I mean? Like she'll like that. And then like two days before her birthday, I forget. Dude, you, we got to treat it like a joke. You get it, you write it down. Write it down immediately. Put it right in your phone. Like I got to, that's another thing that I've thought about. Like I should do, a, have a file for, you know, gift ideas. Yeah. In the, but then I don't ever do it. I've never, I mean, we're talking about it. I still won't do it. <laughs> Sarah also got me a foam roller. Oh, nice. Which, which was like, I, maybe she does listen to the podcast. And then she's like, no, I just see you do it every day. Dumbass. <laughs> One of these days, she's going to listen to an episode and be like, hey, Pat, I listened. And uh, yeah, that's why. I don't. I'm not, I don't need to. I hope she's tuning into the double nickel. Get around the Dikembe. I got a, a text from someone that was not happy that we didn't mention Dick Buckus on episode one. Really? Surprised that we didn't. I'm very surprised that we didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad, Jim. There was another Jim who was 51, too, when we were kids, Jim Morrissey, because the Bears wouldn't even retire his number because they didn't have a good relationship with Buckus. They were watching my two dads. <laughs> they were not in it. 50s is a good, uh, 
like a good episode run for Bears because they just had so many great linebackers over the years. Oh yeah, you know what right. I mean. We got our boy Aaron Mike at. 50. I mean Briggs, Briggs and Otis Wilson are, are arguably they could be. You just can't retire numbers in football because there's so many players. Right. At some point, they're gonna have to go to just let the guys wear the numbers and still retire them, or go to three digits. Yeah, I think they're. I think they said that the Bears have to be like done retiring numbers either now or very soon. Urlacher might be it. I mean, um, baseball is so strange now when you turn it on, like, number 73, 75. <laughs> right. So you used to see those numbers in spring training, and you'd be like, that dude's not going to be on the team. Never. He's number 67. Right. But you'd see someone with, like, seven or nine, and you're like, oh, this guy might have a shot to make the club. Yeah. Yeah, man. Such a I big mean, difference. Abreu might win the MVP. He's 79. That's oh, his- God. If you're a kid and you're like looking into the future, like, well, that would be a future thing. Like, look, the baseball players wear, wear numbers in their 70s. What? I like a double zero when someone, uh, do you remember like Benito Santiago, I think it was, used to go with oh, double yeah. zero. So he didn't have like the, uh, he didn't have the number with his catching gear all over it. He just it hated that feeling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like that fact. Kind of weird, but I like the double zero. That's a solid move instead of just zero. If you had to pick a number, what would you pick? 21. I used to love uh, having that number because everyone wanted 23 because of Jordan. Yeah. And I just always liked that it was a cool number and not signaling like. Sure. Because every like best player was like, give me 23. Yeah. Well, and why would you want to do that though? You're never going to be the best 23 to ever wear it. You know what I mean? Exactly. That- like Jose Abreu, he's going to be the best 79 in baseball for a long time. <laughs> right. Maybe not in the country, though. We got a 70, what was he, 78? 78-year-old <laughs> oh, president. Look at you going High numbers. Well, dude, this is our podcast. We got to talk about the new president. I mean. We talk about every other old president. Um, anytime there's a new president elected, it's always historic, right? And this oh, time yes. we also have the first uh First female, first African American descent. She, right. Asian as well. Um, I mean, and this is real news. Very much so. They are president elect and vice president elect. And I heard another very interesting first. Uh, I think their dogs are the first presidential rescue dogs. Oh, no kidding. I think Biden's dogs. Really? That may be fake news, if I'm being honest. I, I heard like part of the. No, second. that makes sense. Yeah, people, so many people are doing that now. I heard like part of the sentence, and I'm pretty sure they said that uh, it's the first. Uh, yeah, Biden's dogs are the first cool. White House dogs that are rescues. My friend uh, Sarah Lausch at Comcast Sports has a great. Um, she's at the NBC Comcast. She's affiliated with Paws Chicago, and that's what they do: dog rescue. And did I ever tell you I refereed a wedding? There's a fast fact: I married uh, two dogs. You refereed a wedding for two dogs? Tell me about this. Yeah, she was. She had. Uh, she has this great organization, Paw Chicago, and there were two dogs. For whatever reason, they were gonna. They were like best buddies. They were gonna get married. And these dogs had been through a lot, man. I mean, talking about a dog that was on his last, you know, lot of issues, but found someone, found love. Yeah, got <laughs> <Really>? married, <laughs> and I was the. I made it official. It's the only wedding I've ever done. Two dogs. Did they? Um... I don't even know what how to ask anything here. What, what, like, what did you say? Did you uh, did you make them bark instead of saying I do? You know what's strange, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it, but I did that wedding two years ago, and they just celebrated their 14th anniversary. <laughs> how am I only at 10? You're ridiculous. <laughs>
I'm ridiculous. I did a wedding for two dogs. You want me to act like it's normal? I mean, I'm just... No, man, that's a great It was joke. cool. It was fun to be part of it. It was... Uh, but it's rare. It was kind of random. Oh, officiating dog weddings isn't something you think you'll do a lot more of in the future? But anyway, new president. I watched the speech. I thought the speech was good. I thought it was speaking to all of us Americans. Yeah. I liked that. I like the... Um, Let's go. Let's give him a chance. What, what are we doing? We can't just you know keep, keep going in this direction. So let's all work together. Hopefully that's going to be the case. He quoted Eagle's Wings. I, I relate to the guy. He's Irish Catholic. That they'd be ringing the church bells here in my neighborhood like they probably did for Kennedy. But he, uh, sure. you know, there's a lot of reasons to like this dude. He's been through a lot. He's lost his son. Um, he's had personal loss. He lost his first wife and a child there. I mean, he's been through some stuff that builds character and seems like a, a capable leader. He's old. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I did see him run out there. It was <laughs> like, he was wound up like a, <laughs> expecting to see like a big switch in his back. <laughs> like they just wound in. He was like, but no, he came out and he gave a, he quoted the Eagle's wings. Absolutely. I mean, come on, let's, we do got to give him a chance. Let's, for sure. The, the, one of the things this election taught me is that I do not want to watch old men in their 70s try to enjoy themselves at all. Yeah. Like, Trump dancing, Biden running. <laughs> like, come on. I don't need to see. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't give me any faith in our country. <laughs> like, oh, the big, um, the big strong message, you know, that, that they try and project when they're, yeah. I mean, come on, you're 77. Right. And then it's like the guy who was just doing the YMCA over there. That's the right. hand me the aviators. Come on. Give me the aviators. <laughs> you need some wraparounds. How do you not have blue blockers, Joe? What's going on? I know you have a pair of blue blockers. <laughs> but yeah, this guy is just got to admit that he lost and they say it's a time to heal. We'll see. I'm trying to keep myself positive about what we're, where we're headed. You know, we got to get this. Now that the big thing is they're saying no one's going to take this vaccine, which is uh, crazy. Hard to hard to fathom that. Maybe that will change when they see, you know, the benefit of it. And that, you know, maybe they'll just be slow to get take it. But we got to get to that point. And uh, we're just, every day we get closer, right? For sure. I think it's crazy to already be like, uh-uh. It's like, man, you don't even know anything about it. Yeah. I mean, if Fauci says to take it, take it. I, I, right. I, I trust him. Yeah. I mean, it's like this thing looked like that the election's not over. It's like George Bush wrote a letter congratulating Biden. So like, you yeah. do you think that you know more than George Bush or that you have more you have access <laughs> to more information? I mean different information. Like, <laughs> no, I mean he's he's a smart guy. Like this is come on. Let's let's be adults. For sure. But anyway, I'm trying to fill my time with other stuff, watch other things, and that's what this podcast is about. Again, we're trying to talk to everybody too. We're all over the place. That's our thing. Uh, I started watching something new recently. What did you watch? Uh, I have like one episode left of The Queen's Gambit. I mean, this is... <laughs> this is <laughs> me watching The Crown inspired you to watch The Queen's Gambit? <laughs> really this dove is, in on this. This totally, is a, No, nothing British about this. Totally different queen. This queen um, stands right next to her king at, uh, at E4, E1 or E8, depending on what side of the chessboard you're on. Um, nothing British in the Queen's Gambit. It's about chess. Oh, it's about chess. Yeah, it's about chess. And I got to be honest, sometimes like they're telling this woman's backstory and I'm like, get to the chess. 
Really? <laughs> <laughs> is it a drama? It really is. And it's very, very good. But it's funny because I like, you know, that's really like they would be like, well, here's a little bit of how she grew up. And it's like, who cares? What happened to her rook? Show me a bishop. I mean, this is going slant and sl- <laughs> going diagonal. Uh, it's it's a very good show. When I, you say uh, it's I about chess, what do you mean? It's um it's a story of a woman who um like just incredibly gifted at chess. And I and I don't think it's real. I think it's uh I I, I think it's not a documentary for sure, but I don't think it's based on a true story either. I think it's just, you know, why? Cuz it's um, a girl. Okay, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> Um, but I don't think this is based off of a historical person. I oh, think, okay. trust me, I used to lose to Annalise Jacobson every chess tournament I ever played her. <laughs> if we announce the first female vice president, you think I'm immediately going to follow up with girls aren't good at chess? But it's I about know, that's a, That's historic. Very and who much. Doesn't, and who's not embracing that? Every girl is wearing girl power shirt everywhere I go. Every, you know, every child is wearing this stuff. And that, this is just another good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. But no, it's about this woman's like her story, where she came from. You know, she was uh, an orphan, and uh, it's present day. Like she's in a huge chess tournament against like a like one of the top players in the world, and then it goes back to her story about like how she got there. Yeah, and I was just like, no, 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 let's just watch them play chess. You don't want to learn about the struggle of her own life. Her own eventually, ch- I her own really chess match <laughs> when she was in the orphanage, staring down check. <laughs> and maneuvered a way out. I was wondering if you'd come up like a chess term there. <laughs> she castled her way out. She hopped on the back of a horse and went over another obstacle, two spaces, and then one to the left, constantly moving in a right angle. <laughs> oh, is that your favorite piece? I do like that the knight can go over people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The rules of chess are inc- incredible. Just they really are. It's the it's the uh, thinking moves ahead is got to be the takeaway, right? That is where I was not good. That was where I hit my ceiling. Well, um, you have to be paying so. That's why I'm amazed by the people that play so quickly. Like I, it takes me a while, and I have to really focus. And I'd be moves ahead, but I would just miss what they were doing. Like I'd just be so. Ahead, and then I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna. Do, and it's like, oh, they they got me already. Okay, cool. That's all right. Good game. I didn't see that coming at all. There are some really weird rules to chess. And sometimes you're just like, why can you do that? And you're just like, I don't know. Someone wrote it in here a long time ago, says it in French. We have to just agree that all assault is a real thing. I probably don't know what they are. You know, there's probably some rules. I must be playing like checkers chess. I mean, I am too, though. Then you get into strategy and people like use, like the Queen's Gambit is a chess strategy. What it is, like I when you get know. your pawn all the way to the other side, how do you balance the other pawn on it when you get <laughs> double pawns? What's cool is if you have <laughs> if you have a good chess set, they make them where you can stack them, like where you can king your pawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and then I forgot all about that. I don't know if it's a real rule or not, but when I was a kid, like you got a piece back oh, if your yeah. pawn made it across. Is that real? Oh, you did? Maybe I I, I don't remember, but you I do did. remember king me. And checkers, like you were like, <laughs> you felt like king. You're just badass. Like I made it all the way across, like king yeah. me. I oftentimes was facing a bunch of kings and I would only have like, maybe I would just probably, I would bail a lot. Like, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> this is, this is, I didn't get to do a double jump. 
I want to play against people that I can double jump. And oh yeah, just... those people. Those people have to be very bad, but somehow able to play the game. Like it's a very specific level for me to be able to double jump somebody. I got three of them here anytime, dude. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I don't want to double jump. I'm like, let's go, kids. <laughs> Teach them a checkers lesson. We don't really play checkers though. What games do, do you play? Playing Connect Four. It's a good one. It's good uh, just to sit there and talk. And... I like that game. I, my favorite part though is just the destruction at the end when you get to just release everything <laughs> out the bottom. Yeah, that's the entire selling point of that game, isn't it? Right. I just <laughs> they my kids love that too when they all fall out. Yeah. Um, I just love like the kids, like their minds, you know, like what we were playing and Elliot had all the blue in front of him and I had all the red in front of me. Like that's where we sat. And, uh-huh. uh, and he's like, all right, I'll be red. <laughs> and I was like, what? Dude, you want to push, you're going to push all those chips over me. Are we going to switch seats? Like what's the, and he started to like move them. I'm like, no, you're just going to be blue. <laughs> Did he get mad? No, I think he then realized it. But it's just funny. Some of these little things you got to constantly be teaching them. It's really a lot of work. I think one of the things I've learned from this podcast is that I have a lot more in common with your children than I thought I would. A lot of things I say, and you're like, oh, yeah, like my kids like that, too, when all the chips fall out the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, they're also all under 10, but they enjoy the same things you do. (laughs) It feels good. I was trying to watch... um, a show last night with them something for the whole family to watch it was uh-huh. some inappropriate stuff but rock and roll hall of fame induction oh yeah for uh, 2020 they they peeled off one by one but i watched it sarah and i watched the whole thing um i don't know if you caught that on hbo i, did. I caught part you did? of it i didn't catch all of it i caught much of it today yeah um, it was good the two plus hours of it without the live aspect of it you know what yeah. i mean uh, like I, like I, I could use this being about an hour. Sure, I, I agree, but I was just chilling out, so I was oh, yeah. just kind of like I'll just watch this. But it was, um, I could see like some of the stuff was a little stretched out and stale. But they did a good job for what they're working with. Virtual, we've been there together, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, bud. Yeah, we have. It was one of the places we went in Cleveland, Ohio. In Cleveland, I love Cleveland. Oh, I can't wait for that shit to get back and be able to do that. Like, well, that was kind of a, a cool thing about seeing it, man, was like when they started showing pictures of the actual Hall of Fame, it's like, oh, man, I've been there. Remember other places? That's cool. Yeah. Other places were fun. I had a, um, a good time going through that Hall of Fame. When we were there, Pearl Jam had like a special exhibit. But they did. I'm really into them. And then we were talking, remember we were talking about they should have the wing for like the plane crash wing? Because we were there, they had all the, I mean, it's so sad, some of these musicians. Anyway, who did they uh, induct? Um, I wanted to ask you about one of the inductors. Um, so I, one of the ones that got me was uh, when they inducted Nine Inch Nails. Oh, Iggy Pop. Is that what, Was that Iggy? Okay, I didn't know who it was. I knew it was obviously yeah. a famous musician. Dude did not have a shirt on the entire time, <laughs> but had a leather jacket on and was wearing like a leather, it looked like a leather bodysuit that was just his skin. Iggy was naked in his house and... This, that was the look and the doorbell rang or, and he had to run down and just that leather jacket was on the, the stair bottom banister. <laughs> and he just was like, shit, I forgot I'm filming this. The rock and roll hall of fame is here coming. <laughs> Sarah was like, what is he not wearing? It's really ridiculous. Like what is like, it's so distracting. 
and oh the torso, the whole, it look, he looked like E.T. Yeah, really. The body. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, no, no he yeah. literally, right? Yeah, it, it was just, it was an unnecessary. I mean, does he not know that TVs are in high definition now? <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> care, man. He's Iggy Pop. That name, he made up that name how long ago? It's still cool. <laughs> he should pop for a shirt is what he should do. <laughs> I mean, I could not tell you anything other than he's Iggy Pop. I don't really know his body of work. His I couldn't name a song. I know he's like a big influence to punk, and he's like they love him. Yeah, but I don't know a lot about Iggy Pop. Same thing. I know he's an influencer in the punk scene and all that, but I couldn't tell. But there was a lot of that. Well, not with Nine Inch Nails because I couldn't pay attention to any of the words he was saying. But with a lot of the other artists, I would be like, oh, I didn't know that was them. Like, I didn't know much about T-Rex, but I know a few T-Rex songs. Yeah. Did you see, are you mean, are you even into that, that punk scene that like, I never really was into, I like some of Nine Inch Nails songs, but I was never into that. You know, it's like chaos almost like, I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, and some of those songs, Hurt and... Um, Closer. Yeah, Closer, which we all think is probably named something else. It's got to be, right? But you know what I'm talking about somehow? <laughs> exactly. This guy, though, dude, this Trent Reznor, interesting dude. Yeah. And I really loved the story on him and what he's done since Nine Inch Nails. I mean, they still he still goes out and does shows... He's like the guy. He did like all the instruments and he had some collaborators, but he is Nine Inch Nails, basically. Sure. Right? I mean, he played every instrument. They would record it. And so yeah. now he's doing uh, sound uh, scores to movies. Oh, really? He did the score to the, the social network. Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, they said that last night. But dude, that that score, if you think about that music. Yeah, I hardly play- remember headbanging to that movie at all. <laughs> they play that last night and it's like, oh my gosh, that's like been the last 30 days, six yeah. months. You know, just that slow, it's like a decline almost like as uh, Zuckerberg is just making sinister decisions. For sure. And screwing people and just consolidating his power. And that music, it just captures it, that mood yeah. and that, that they, he won an Academy Award for that. That's incredible. I had no idea. And they did a bunch of other movies that I haven't really, I never saw Gone Girl or this one that he did um, is on Netflix uh, or a buddy of mine just um, recommended it, Bird Box. Oh yeah. I remember that was a big deal when it first came out. I never, I never watched it. I never did either. I'm going to have to check that out. That's Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I think she gets on a bus and can't go under 50. (laughs) Yep. That's the one. Okay. That's Bird Box (laughs) 2. I mean, Dude, when I saw that movie, when you saw Speed, were you like, that's a great movie? Of course I was. Right. But now, like, like, I've never gone back and watched that. No way. But at the time, you're like, man, how come they don't do this movie all of the time? This is the greatest idea ever. I mean, so wait, the bus has to stay above 50? (laughs) Yeah, it can't go under 50 or it blows up. How do they get gas? (laughs) What if they hit a traffic jam? We're going to address all of that. I'm in. I'm sold. That's all I needed to hear. I saw. I think we could do this at least three, at least three <laughs> speeds. Trent Reznor also is has a credit on Old Town Road for that. They sampled one of his songs, an instrumental Nine Inch Nails song. I pulled that up. I never knew that. It's like, yeah, man, this is it. This is the foundation of Old Town Road. This dude. That's I mean, incredible. just a. He was a producer on um, Victory. 
Oh yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Very cool. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> and Busta, Busta Rhymes. He also was responsible for quite a bit of fashion during my high school years. By the way, like there were dudes I knew whose entire collection was just nine-inch nail shirts. Oh yeah, like guys. Yeah, I mean, there were like just people I were, when you mention nine-inch nails, like when I see that logo, I see people I went to high school with. And that's all I saw them wearing it for four straight years. Like that crew with, they were in like Fugazi and all that. Uh, no, I don't know who Fugazi is. I just think that when I think of that music, I just think of like this angst, this which is really you know still getting tapped into, and st- people still feel that. Absolutely. You don't realize that some people thrive off of maybe chaos. Yeah. And Absolutely. disruption. But yeah, really cool, uh, cool guy. Seems like he used to hang with Marilyn Manson. They they broke up. I think Trent was like, "This guy's got to go." <laughs> this guy's a little out there. I guess I don't know Fugazi, but I mean, definitely they seem to fit right into that mold. Corn was a big one. Was Corn big? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. How about um, Depeche Mode was uh, inducted as well? Yeah, never. Uh, my brother was a big Depeche Mode fan when I was a kid, and I just. I thought, uh, what was the big, the biggest hit? That's another one. Like, I don't know. Like, I know their songs, but, you know, if I pull them up, I know, like, the first four on Spotify. Okay. That's, like, a band where, like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Don't probably know the names of the songs. Um, There's the one had, about uh, silence and violence that I just hated when it came on because I just thought it was, like, the longest song in the world. It was like, ugh. This is enjoy, so slow. Enjoy the silence. Oh, just can't get enough. That's a, that's a good song. Personal had, Jesus. Solid. They had a lot of stuff that I didn't know was them from my childhood that I was like, oh, okay. I, I do like some of this. Yeah. I mean, Personal Jesus, you hear that? Like, as a growing up in a Catholic school, you're like, is this okay? Are we, <laughs> how is this one? You know, you're not listening to that. That's, they hang out with that Sinead O'Connor. Sinead. They took, she tore up a picture of the Pope. <laughs> You're not even allowed to watch <laughs> SNL anymore. Depeche Mode was there. Who else? Well, one guy that the guy. Did you see um, Irving Azoff? Who got in, inducted? No, who's he's that? He's a big, big time manager, and now he's in, in everything, producer, and he's a mogul. He's oh just, yeah, yeah. So he's super tight with um, Judy Marmel. Really? Yeah, and so Judy is. Um, Sebastian's manager manages me as well, but she's really tight with him. Sure. And this guy has managed the Eagles for years. So wow. seeing him was cool because it made me think of like the tour because this guy was with the Eagles. Okay. And, and then worked like Gwen Stefani and bigger names. Like he's worked with everyone, but his big thing was he was the manager of the Eagles. And then, um, they were looking for a guy to, to run the Sebastian's tour. Uh-huh. And they ended up with the guy who uh, runs the Eagles tour. What? Michael Weiss. So it's the same dude. And they all know Irving. And it's, oh, that's uh, badass. I don't think I know anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is a... Uh, I don't know the cool guy. Name. Still. I don't know the guy. I'm just saying it's like a couple deg- degrees. I just thought you'd find that interesting because yeah, I know you, you know Judy. How about the Doobie Brothers? Oh, they were man. inducted. Did not know they weren't real brothers. <laughs> you didn't. I thought his name was Michael <laughs> McDonald Doobie. Okay, I uh, love me some Doobie Brothers. 
But another one, even them, I was like, oh, man, I know they did this. I didn't know they did that. I also didn't know how many Doobie Brothers there were. Yeah, they had um, – when my, and Michael McDonald wasn't even the original group. They like added a guy, got upgraded. No First clue. guy like, had a breakdown or something. Sound yeah. like he didn't really say. He said he, he had to work on his health. I think he said – and then he said he had like a hole in his body. I don't know. They were partying. Sound like the Doobie Brothers were partying. <laughs> Wow. the doobie brothers really? did you see that um documentary about like was it motley crew and they were talking about when they were flying private partying just just animals and then having the pilot doing barrel rolls like asking them <laughs> they just think of that like private private jets going from gig to gig and That's they're crazy, just man. doing spits they're doing barrel rolls like forty thousand feet up um, yeah, the Doobie Brothers, I, um, I, I didn't know the Michael McDonald thing. I didn't know he wasn't originally part of them. He did a lot of solo stuff after them, too, right? Like, yeah, he check did. in and out of the dubes, don't they? they like, I mean, they had, one guy was like, I like to thank all of the Doobie Brothers of the past, specifically, <laughs> and then lists like 48 names. It was like, who is he missing? These are just the ones he played with? Like, Bono Scooby, was a Doobie, Doobie Brother? <laughs> Did he just say Bruce Hornsby? I didn't know he was a notorious B.I.G. Wait a minute. Gloria Stefan was a doobie brother. <laughs> yeah, her and the Miami sound machine. <laughs> the whole machine. All doobie brothers. Dude, I was um, loving that they put the clip from what's happening. Because oh, I always man. think of that when I see the doobie brothers. I always think of like, <laughs> dude, I remember seeing them on what's happening. And then they work that in. To their Hall of Fame induction. I mean, you love who doesn't love black water and taking it to the streets, long train running, and of course, their appearance <laughs> at Rob's place on What's Happening. <laughs> oh man. I have a what's happening story. When I was house and seeing at Zany's, I met Raj. What? Yes. Roger Thomas. Wow. We were like, we became friends on Facebook. This is like right when Facebook came out. This was when it was like, do, do, do. <laughs> this is the beginning this is, of the score? This is the beginning of the score. Zuckerberg is just about to rail the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then a sideline parallel universe. I'm meeting Roger Thomas <laughs> at Zany's. Was he... he was like a, a reverend, very um, – but then it just dawned on me tonight that – I was looking back on that, and I'm like, I wonder if he knew about Zanies because of Shirley Hemphill. She was a regular there. She was, but he wasn't doing stand-up, right? He was just he was no, hanging he out. Was just a, he was just hanging out, just watching a show, just catching a show in Chicago. He was like speaking at something the next day, came in, turned a chair around backwards. Did you recognize him? Did he come up and introduce himself to you? Where'd all, how'd this go down? You know, you're in, after the show and you're in the back, kind of like yeah, near that bar area, I was kind of like walking by and I recognized them. You know, I'm kind of like piecing this together now. I don't remember every moment of it, but I think I was just said hello to him. And, you know, you can do that without, like he didn't right. think I was a wacko because he just saw me up there. Right. Um, and then he was like really nice to me. It was like... I think that we both thought the other one was bigger than they were. <laughs> one of those, one of those moments. <laughs> and but then one of you had nice. to unfriend the other on Facebook. 
I was just happy to meet the guy. I was like, dude, yeah, what's happening? That's awesome, man. And the Doobie Brothers were kind of like, like they were like dicks on that. They're like, we oh, thought yeah. you were our friends. Like, <laughs> no, they, they were... bust the guys, right? Oh yeah, right in the beginning. Yeah, and they, then the rerun, they don't even have the music in the background. They just have the sound of the food. <laughs> He's eating the food. <laughs> I remember when I met that guy. I was like, what's happening? I'm like, I remember you from what's happening. What's happening now? <laughs> remember when they came back? What's the, yes, I do. Why do I remember that show being so awesome? And then they pull it up and it's like, man, we were, what were we watching? Was that, was Janet Jackson on that show? No, she was on Good Times. She was on Good Times. I don't remember a lot of specifics of what's happening or Good Times. What's happening was basic episode. Raj comes in, turns chair backwards. Dwayne comes in. Hey, hey, hey. They have his, you know, they hang out at Rob's place. Shirley comes over, says some stuff, you know. She's really mean to him, but, you know, they love him. You're and nailing D, it. D comes in and oh, she, always, she always bribes Raj. She doesn't want to do anything for her brother, but he bribes her. And the bribes are not much. You're like, you could probably get more D. She's only like 30 cents. 70s. $5 then was like 20 now. Sure. Man, I feel like I probably caught it during the What's Happening Now era. And it was like, what the hell is this? This is the show everyone raves about? You know what I mean? I think I yeah. caught the tail end. No, I did like What's Happening, though. It was, And just a great intro. Rerun is just a great name, too. So that was uh, a good induction. I, I don't think I've ever watched one before. It got me uh, listening to some music today. And that Victory song, the, the one that Puff Daddy did, Yeah, they brought back. And they sample a song from like the Rocky soundtrack, like Going the Distance. Which is a big like anyway, that song I forgot about. If we really do have a workout playlist out there, and I think that we do <laughs> somewhere. But I just ran into I want to shout out Christina. She, I know she listens and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast, Christina. She's like, I can't find it. We'll get there. That we will. Wasn't that Jimmy Page too on Victory? Didn't he have a Zeppelin appearance on that? Oh, I think there is some Zeppelin in there. That was yeah. a big deal. I remember that. But remember like, when there's like a huge song being released? You ever mm. disappointed? Like Victory had so much hype behind it. And then I was like, all right, is this great? So I don't know. I should probably go back and revisit it now because I'm sure it is great. It was super I, hyped. See, I wouldn't know because I wasn't waiting for it to come out. Makes sense. You know, so I, I probably experienced that differently from you. But I have had disappointment in some songs that have come out. You know, you're looking forward to a new album or something. Yeah, for sure. Remember people hating on U2 when U2 started to get experimental and step outside their uh, their lane a little bit. They did kind of come back to what they were doing before. So maybe they admit that. But yeah, definitely you kind of. But then you also kind of like feel bad too. Like, you know. Right. It's like, man, they're trying different shit. They're doing different things. Good for them. Maybe you should revisit Dave Matt. Matthews, then. That's not going to happen ever, Pat. I mean, sometimes it's <laughs> fucking impossible. One other thing I noticed uh, in during the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, a uh, lot of dudes who wear sunglasses inside. Oh, yeah. That's a thing that musicians have. Uh, you don't see comics pulling off the same way. Yeah, there's such a uh, connection between sunglasses and being cool, right? Really is. Rock and roll artists, they just they love that. They're like in their living room. And it's like, oh, wait, got to get my sunglasses. No, no, the yellow ones. <laughs> the Doobie Brothers still look the same. A lot of these guys still look the same. It is a little bit awkward when you're trying to look cool at 70. 
I mean, definitely. <laughs> but wait, you mean to tell me that uh, Michael McDonald looks like he did thirty years ago? Yeah, he looked. Um, he looked like he just kind of is like a dad. Is he uh, always your just... grandpa? I mean, he just looks like he, he didn't look like he was uh, making music in that house. He looked like he was raking leaves. Yeah, he just came in the house. I just retired from the firm, and uh, yeah, looks like the most normal dude. All right, I know we usually do trivia sometimes. We used to do it a lot more, but this was kind of be where we would do it towards the end of the episode. Um, I find it fitting that we talk about this next subject. He's like a king of trivia. Man, oh man. We got to pour some out for Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek passed away Sunday, today, when we're recording the episode. Um, what a What a loss. Yeah, it was tough. You know, he had that battle on his hands. And it's funny, I just had lunch with my um, parents last week and my mom was commenting on how, how good he was looking and, and um, seemed optimistic because they've been watching, you know, they watch it every day. Okay. They have to. They're in their 70s. and Sure. <laughs> it's part of the law. <laughs> well, especially now, you know, they're just home. And I was wondering, not to talk about who's going to replace them already, but I wonder if it's going to be that Ken Jennings. Oh, man, that's a great call, though. You know he wants it. I mean, I don't know who else that succeeds with, right? Outside yeah. of Trebek, like there's no one whose name is even associated with that show except for Ken Jennings. You know what I mean? There's no one else you just think Jeopardy with, right? Like, is it going to be Mark McGrath? I know he was on <laughs> a bunch of the celebrity ones. Is he, is he the guy? Chuck Woolery? Oh, God. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Someone did um, tweet a, uh, uh, which made no sense at all, but it was just, just like a picture of, uh, it said, meanwhile, up in heaven, and it was uh, Sean Connery and Trebek, but like the, the SNL versions of them. That's like, okay, some real people aren't hanging out up there. <laughs> it was just a very weird tweet, but it, was, but it did remind me that, you know, they, obviously they have that forever connection, and for both of them, you know. Don't they have like a we meet again Trebek clip? <laughs> That's ironic that we had just discussed Sean Connery last week. Yeah, and, and Trebek. This is so yeah, that was um, twenty twenty man. <laughs> that was a that was a bummer. Yeah. Did you were you a big fan? I've always liked watching Jeopardy, but I don't seek it out. I used to. I've had phases, um, but if I come uh, you know if I come across it, I'll watch it. It's funny though when I was at Dayton, it was on at like five or 5.30 or 6. It was on right with the wheel. They were together. And I, yeah. I still maintain that that was a great way to do it. I don't know how it ever ended up at 3.30 Chicago. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. great for a lot of people. But it's also cuts out so many people that aren't getting home from work. And, you know. So when we were at, and I, when I went to NIU for a very brief period of time, um, they would play Jeopardy at 4.30 on the Rockford station. And then again at like 6 right before the wheel on the Chicago station at the time. And oh, yeah? my friend Alma's husband like got home from work at like 5.30. So we would watch the first one. And then when he got home, we would like watch it again with him and just be like shouting, you know, just spouting out the answers. All right. And we went through it for like a week before he was like, guys, I'm so, you guys are really good at this. Did you ever think about going on the show? <laughs> Such a mean thing to do to somebody. And then eventually, obviously, we told him. But... <laughs> But he was like, you guys are incredible. Uh, you guys just know everything. <laughs> That's Would you sometimes get one wrong just to oh, keep yeah, we off, wouldn't, keep yeah, off for the sure. scent? For sure. I mean, we wouldn't, do every, we wouldn't nail every single thing, yeah. But we got through it for like a week before his mind was blown. And we eventually <laughs> tell him. That's a time-consuming bit. 
you were dedicated. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty solid. I didn't really do well at the school portion, <laughs> but memorized a few answers on the Jeopardy. I remember just hating whenever you would say the answer and then someone in the room would correct you if you didn't form it in the question. <laughs> uh huh. And I could, I didn't get that part of it. Right. But when I was first started watching it, you know, you just play, you get, it's what is, who is, where uh-huh. is. There's some great moments in Jeopardy, right? I love when contestants don't know the answer and they write something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, people trying to get in. Like, oh, just clicking away. That's got to be so frustrating. Is there a, that could be a scam, right? The buzzers have different speeds. <laughs> I mean, that could be a conspiracy. That was like the quiz show. That's a movie I never saw, but I, I think I have an idea what it's about. It was, there was a scandal on a game show. It was rigged. It was fixed. There, there's got to be stuff like that. Have you ever, did you watch the documentary on um, Pressure Luck? Or no, on, the, uh, on um, Price is Right? No. There's a great documentary about a guy who figured out, it, it wasn't a cheating scandal. It was kind of the opposite. But a guy who like dedicated himself to like figuring out the pricing of everything on Price is Right. And yeah. like, just knew that like he'd be in the audience, and they show clips of it, and with him like shouting the exact prices of things at people, and um, yeah, he, he eventually made it on as a contestant. I don't think he won at all. It was a, kind of a weird story with it, but it was really, I mean, the dude because at the time they would only use like a few products, you know, for the, for the initial rounds. So he just memorized what all of their costs were. And this dude basically beat the system for a little while. Uh, it, it was a yeah. documentary that I should probably remember more of if I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. No, I have to uh, check it out. What's the name of it? Uh, the Price is Wrong, bitch. Get out of here. It's not. That's the Bob Barker <laughs> thing. I know. <laughs> if it was just about that, about that scene in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Price is Right. All I think of is waking up in the summer. That would usually be on. 10 a.m. You, know, you always knew what time you would dragged your ass out of bed by what was on tv like oh god i slept all the way the prices right <laughs> exactly perfect bid the contestant who knew too much oh wow yeah so- sounds like he got murdered he <laughs> knew too much so you got bob barker's mike pierced in his skull <laughs> just right through why did why did drew carey have to use this the long mic too his is a little different but they love the long mics on there huh I always hated Bob Barker's microphone. It's the worst. It's it's so old timey to me, and just like just so passed by. Yeah, but he was so great. He was great. I remember when he went white and he stopped dyeing his hair. I, mean, I would love to just sit down and have, wouldn't you love to have dinner with a couple of game show hosts? Like, see what what are these guys really like? <laughs> because you know that they you talk about cologne. That's what I feel like they're gonna have a. <laughs> They're coming in hot with the cologne. They really like to talk, tell stories about how they met people on what's happening. And you know the cologne is like, it's, it's the same cologne he's used for 63 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not updating his scents. He's not like Aquanagio. Scotch, probably. Yeah, right. They're drinking scotch. <laughs> how old would you guess Bob Barker is? I don't know, but I would probably interrupt him when he was telling the story about having sex parties with... Sinatra in the hills to tell him about Raj <laughs> at Zany's. Oh yeah, yeah man, that's a that's a really interesting Cary Grant story. I'd love it if he was just like Pat Wando. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man! All right, should we wrap wrap the old episode up? The fifty should the fifty five double nicks cinco cinco. We have a new review from our old friend Jim in LG. Where do you think LG is, Pat? I'm guessing um, Lincoln Grove. Ooh, could be it. Maybe Lake George. <laughs> I made up Lincoln Grove. I have no idea <laughs> where. No, maybe Lagrange. Oh, it could be Lagrange. What if he's in Laguardia? <laughs> he's just been in an air. Every time he's at the airport, he listens to us. Maybe he's at um, Lego Garage. I, I immediately thought that was going to be a hot dog Jefferson of some sort. You said Lego garage. <laughs> it does sound like one music. My folks introduced me to my dad was into Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin and Tony Bennett. So I'll listen to them on a weekend morning with coffee. Your mention of Roy Orbison made me play Elvis instead of my usual political podcasts. Really nice change of pace. Great suggestion. Love the show. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. It's great. Yeah, stop listening to those political podcasts. This is all you need. <laughs> That's right. Kill some well, time with us. We'll whine about it for five minutes and then get into other stuff. I'm backing way off what I'm letting in my head. Moving there you forward. Go. Too many I like voices. That. I saw Carol Marine retired, Chicago legend. Yeah, She's a long great, time newscaster. Great journalist, broadcaster. These people still exist. She's an honest person. She's retiring from Chicago media. She actually does a lot of stuff on um, media literacy and is doing stuff on journalism at DePaul. And those are the people that are going to hold our um, our country together absolutely we got another message from our buddy daniel who reached out just to say thank you for uh uh helping keep his mind off things during the election and uh he loved when we were talking political ads <laughs> i'm no jagoff <laughs> did he get wait our podcast got him through the election do you listen to it every day for <laughs> a, a week <laughs> so what but, daniel say what did he say you said on a day we're all anxious about the direction of our country. I'm glad to be lost in your podcast for an hour. That's great, man. Absolutely. He sounds like he's no jag off too. That's <laughs> all of our, that's what, that's what we're going to say. All of no. our listeners are not jag offs. <laughs> the Brimleys are not jag offs. The Brimleys are not jag offs. <laughs> that's, oh. Man, oh man. Thank you guys, seriously, for not being jags. Oh, I don't know if I could listen to you listening to us. <laughs> if you were. We love you. Shout out to the Nojos out there. It's go from here, all together, USA. Love everybody. <laughs> <laughs>